Hey, this is Ollie, and welcome to The Body Reset. This podcast is being built to help career-driven professionals and business owners intelligently upgrade their body, energy, and personal performance in the modern world. I want to help uncover some of the core concepts, beliefs, and frameworks that we've used with thousands of clients to navigate health and performance as we age. If you want more like this, simply subscribe so you never miss the newest episode. Hey team, Mandy here, clinical nutritionist inside the Body Reset program. Hey, today we are doing, we are on sort of part three of this process, which we're working through, guiding you through our less, uh, more energy, less body fat um, discussion, which Ollie's been working through over the last couple of weeks. So today we're going to be diving into the topic of toxicity and how this in particular relates to gut health and how we can look after ourselves in this way. Okay. So toxicity, like I said, is the second part of the puzzle. Okay. And it ties in really, really closely to what Ollie talked about last week with stress. Okay. Um, so if you haven't seen the stress video, absolutely go back and watch that so you have all the pieces of the puzzle and this all makes sense, okay? So toxicity is a really interesting one and I want us to really understand this today. So it's a lot like stress in that we can't actually avoid it. It's just, you know, there is things that are toxic in the world that we live in. Um, but just like stress, we can create a body that can handle it better, okay? Or we can support our health in a way that means that we're going to deal with toxins a whole lot better, okay? Unmanaged toxicity that is just constantly bombarding our body is actually a stressor as well, okay? So um, it, it doesn't necessarily feel the same as, say, a work deadline or a financial stress, but our body doesn't know the difference. Okay, when our body is constantly focused on dealing with toxins, it, it, it's going to respond. There's, that's an internal stressor, and our body will biologically respond in exactly the same way as we respond to someone pulling out in front of us on the road. Okay, so we can't underestimate the power and the importance of looking after this. But when our body is focused on constantly focused on dealing with toxic load what's going to happen is the resources that are going to be sent to deal with that can't be sent other places, okay? So it's going to impact our energy. It's going to mean things like injuries and wounds take a longer time to heal because our nutrient levels are depleted. And, you know, things are going to get out of balance. Hormones are going to get out of balance. Stress hormones are going to be high and we're going to end up storing body fat. And often this will accumulate in places where we don't want it, okay? So, to, to have this discussion around toxicity, we kind of want to understand first what it is, because obviously toxicity is a word that's thrown around even in um, even in terms of people. Um, but today we're talking about toxins that our body is exposed to. And there's obviously, you know, there's obvious ones like um, chemicals and poisons. We know we don't want those in our body. Environmental toxins like herbicides and pesticides, which might be on our food. Some plant compounds also have a toxic impact in the body so that maybe we don't digest them so well and they cause the body to have to have some sort of form of reaction. Byproducts of bacteria, virus and yeast that are living in our um, large intestines as well. So, you know, their metabolic products and their die-off products, et cetera, can be toxic. So think of like, you know, a lot of people know about candida that creates a toxic byproduct as well. So we can have toxins that are formed inside of us. There's the obvious ones as well, like food additives, alcohol, nicotine, medications even. not They're not a toxin in that they are like a poison, but there's something that our, 
that is not necessarily designed to be in our body and that our body has to deal with in some way, okay? Even excess hormones, like too much estrogen that we can't get rid of, and then things like heavy metals, so like your mercury and your aluminium and all that sort of stuff as well, copper even if it's too high. So all of these things, if we were to kind of put them into one big ball, are things that when they're inside the body, the body has to somehow deal with and get rid of, okay? Now, our body is equipped to deal with these things every day because we live in a world where these things exist. Um, So we have our skin, which is obviously a barrier to the outside world that stops us getting into um, our body, our lungs as well, uh, a protective mechanism uh, uh, that can protect us from what we can breathe, we breathe in, our gut lining, which we're going to dive deep into. And then even when things are inside of our body, our liver and our kidneys, whose job it is to constantly be filtering our blood and getting rid of things that has gotten into us. Now, the best thing we can do to support ourselves on this toxicity front is avoiding exposure where we can, which brings us to the gut. And this is where it gets really interesting, guys. So we think we know that, you know, something touches our skin, it's not inside our body unless our skin absorbs it. Exactly the same in our digestive system. So it's not in your body until it has been absorbed through your intestinal lining, okay? So even once you've eaten it and it's in your stomach, it's not in your body until we've broken it down and actually absorbed it through into your bloodstream. So our gut lining is actually a protective barrier to the outside world in exactly the same way as our skin. But what is different here? And it's a huge difference. Our skin on an average person, if you were to lay it out flat, is around about two square meters. um, And it's made up of three different layers. The thinnest of that is our epidermis, which is the top layer. And that's multiple cell layers. Okay, so it's quite a thick barrier. Um, and it keeps us waterproof, right? Um, our gut lining, on the other hand, if you were to take our intestines and lay them out flat, in the average person, it's around about 32 square meters of area. So this is a really, really huge area, and it is our largest contact point with the outside world, okay? And the difference here is that the, the intestinal lining is one cell layer thick, okay? It's incredibly, incredibly delicate, and you know, it's this tiny, tiny, delicate layer that is protecting us from toxins, toxins and stuff that are getting in through our what we eat, you know, even part of what we breathe, etc., and stopping that from getting into circulation. So it's this that we're talking about looking after, this this component that really links gut health to toxicity. So if we're gonna move from the toxicity here and talk about the gut health component here. The biggest thing to understand with gut health is there's no one pill that fixes the gut, okay? You can't take a probiotic, you can't just drink some kombucha, you can't just drink some bone broth and your gut is going to be fixed, okay? Because gut health is actually about all of the little habits that we have in our day, in our life, our diet and lifestyle habits that build together to allow our gut to function in a way that is helpful for us, okay? So it's built by all the little things we do day to day. Just like going to the gym once is not going to make you, you know, ripped, um, drinking one kombucha does not make much of a difference either, okay? So we really want to break it down into how do we ensure moving forward that we are looking after our gut in a way that we are able to protect ourselves from exposure to toxic substances. That means our body is not in a constant stress state where we're low on energy and storing body fat and all those sorts of flow on effects, which we're trying to avoid. Okay. Hey, I hope you're really enjoying this episode. Uh, I wanted to take a quick second to say, please reach out to me on social media. Some people worry about um, interrupting me or sending me emails, but I love to hear how these podcasts and videos are impacting you and what future 
content you'd really like to hear. So if you could reach out to me and let me know how this podcast has helped or what you'd like us to dive into, that'd be amazing and we'll make sure that we bring the most relevant content to you moving forward. Also, if you know someone that you think this could really impact and benefit, uh, they could listen to on their morning walk or their commute or when they're in the kitchen, uh, then it'd be amazing if you can tag them in a post or simply share uh, this on Spotify or wherever else you listen with them. It makes a massive difference in making sure that we can serve and help as many people as we can. Uh, all right, let's get back to the episode. Awesome to have you here. So we're going to go through three quick things. The first one is really around limiting and minimizing exposures. Now, some of this seems so obvious, but some of it is really interesting to talk through as well. So looking at all of the things that you do day to day. So this goes to the point of looking at what what, what oils you're cooking with, etc what food additives are in the things you're eating, what preservatives, what colorings, what artificial flavorings. And this really helps us just to move more from, from the more process to the less process, okay? Um, I think there's a term for it, um, minimal human intervention. So you want foods that has had the least human involvement in how it is produced, okay? Because it's going to have the least additives in it, which you know, while in the doses that it's in in food is not something that we feel like we've been poisoned by, it's still something which adds up over time to be something our body has to deal with, okay? So minimizing these really obvious things, even looking at, you know, your alcohol intake um, and all those other little things that we do, okay, because they really add up. So limiting exposure in that way. Also, avoiding things that cause some form of inflammation to our gut lining. So this can be your, your, your less obvious things. Maybe it's that you get some bloating from gluten, or maybe it's that you'd have a little bit of an adverse reaction to some lactose or something, and you get this discomfort in your intestinal tract. What we have to realize is that discomfort um, on some level, if it's repeated all the time, is an inflammatory process, and it is going to be damaging to that very, very delicate one-cell layer that's protecting us from the outside world, okay? So we want to be minimizing these as much as possible so that our gut lining can stay intact because obviously we need that as a barrier. And then the next part of this one as well is really looking at um, you know our household products and perhaps our cosmetics and our personal hygiene products and all those sorts of things as well. Because while we don't obviously ingest those, those are things that are going on our skin, that are getting absorbed, that are perhaps in our ear, you know, like ear fresheners and stuff like that. These are all things which, you know, to a greater or lesser degree, we don't need as many of as what we use. And then there's lots of options out there now for ones that have less, um, you know, fragrances and stuff like that, and which are or fragrances that are more natural, you know, like essential oils, etc. So really, just having a little bit of an order of the things that we use in our house on a day to day basis, and just minimize, you know, mi- minimize it down so it's just not so many things all the time. Okay. So that's around the minimizing and reducing. Um, if we, the next part of this is actually eating in a way that allows our body to repair. Okay. So um, the first part of that is actually eating enough and not skipping meals. I see this so, so often, uh, particularly people that have done a lot of diets, because perhaps you came into this wanting to lose some weight and you've really spent a lot of time going through, you know, all sorts of different diets and stuff, which are very often low calorie. And, and what develops over time is digestive issues that were never there in the first place. And that is because our body is incredibly resourceful. It has to take stuff from somewhere to deal with where it's missing in other places. And what often suffers is our gut line. Okay, our enzymes aren't made and our gut lining cells aren't repaired and renewed. And we end up 
with a compromised gut lining, which increases our toxic load, which reduces our nutritional status and our energy and all that even more. So eating, don't skip meals. You need to eat to fuel your body so that your gut lining can really um, function well, okay? We also need to stop dabbling with food, okay? That what happens is, again, if you've kind of been going through these diets or whatever and maybe doing some fasting or something, is you're like, oh, I won't eat that meal because, you know, don't need it. But then you get hungry and you have a snack and then we end up snacking a bit and whatnot. And what we end up with is this constant trickle of food going through our small intestines and into our large intestines. And what this what this means is that our, our guts is never getting a break, okay? It's just working all the time on little small amounts that don't really, you know, add up to much nutritional value. And this this actually just, it's, it's really damaging to the gut line. It's damaging to our enzyme levels and all that. So actually, when you're going to eat, eat, and then don't eat for a while, okay? Having breaks between meals is one of the best things you can do to minimize bloat and discomfort in your gut. Okay, and then the third part of this one is actually start eating enough protein. Okay, this is the macronutrient, which undoubtedly is the one that the that more people that I see than don't um, are under eating. And the reality is, is all the cells that line your intestinal tract are made from protein. All the enzymes that allow you to break down the food that you eat are made from protein. So if we're not getting enough protein into our day, our gut is not going to stay functioning and well in a, in a way that's going to be very protective for us in the long run. The number three here is actually get yourself into a state where you can digest well, okay? Um, Ollie actually touched on this in his talk last week around the stress, I believe, but when our body is in a stress response and a flight-fight response and sympathetic nervous system um, dominance, our body is focused on survival, okay? It's sending out blood to our limbs, to our brain, so that we can survive whatever it is that we're dealing with. It's sending it away from our small intestines, which is where we absorb the bulk of our nutrients. It's reducing muscle contraction action in our gut, which means food doesn't move through so well. Um, and so what this means is, is we could actually be eating the best diet in the world, but if we're constantly eating in a stressed or a rushed state, regardless of what we're eating, we're not going to be able to get the goodness out of that. So a big part of looking after our gut health is actually how we eat. It's not even so much what we eat, it's how we eat it and how we come to that food. Okay, so taking the time to take some breaths before you have a meal, smell the food and that that, that those um, brain messages of the smell start to turn up our digestive enzymes. Um, actually being grateful, um, practicing gratitude around food, actually just sitting down and eating slowly and chewing really well and allowing your body to be in a place where it can really digest well. It's so simple, but these things make the biggest difference. In fact, I've actually heard of stories where you know clients have come for weight loss and nothing has changed except for the fact that they chewed their meals properly and sat down for their meals and weight loss occurred as a result, okay? Because we're actually mindfully aware of what we're eating. Our body is in a place where it can digest it well and get the nutrients from it. And not only that, but because we've been mindful of it, we're satisfied by it you know when you sit in front of the tv and you just wolf something down or you're driving you, your brain hasn't even connected the dots that you've had that food yet um, so just slowing down taking some breaths before we eat it's such an underrated step something that's so easy not to do but so so important for our health to be doing that and i mean we're working with clients all the time coming in who have done 
you know, every diet that there is under the sun with with varying degrees of success. I mean, the truth is a lot of these, you know, low calorie diets and stuff like that do actually work because theoretically that eat less, move more scenario works. But what ultimately happens is, is you get burnt out, you get low on energy, your hormones get out of balance, you can't stick to it and then the weight all goes back on. And that is because this whole kind of model is such an oversimplified discussion of how, you know, weight and the body actually works. Our body's so much more complex than that. And we need to be understanding those deeper layers to really make sure that our body is not only in a place where we can lose weight, but in a place where we can feel good while we're doing it, where we can feel strong, um, where our energy is high and we can actually come into our day and give our life, you know, our best as well at the same time. So that sort of wraps up this discussion in and around the gut and toxicity component, fits that little puzzle piece in there for you. This is all part of our um, more energy, less fat guide, which um, Ollie has been building out, which we can give you access to. So if you want a comment guide that will give you the whole step process that you can read through and really dive into this. Um, and next week, Ollie is going to dig into sleep and how that ties in as well. So we started on stress, then we're looking at toxicity, and then next to that is sleep. So before we even get to that nutrition or the movement kind of part of this picture, doing all this internal work to make sure that your body is actually um you know, on your side and coming along on this journey with you and you're not just kind of trying to force it into something that it doesn't want to do. Hopefully that's helpful. Have an awesome day, guys. And just comment guide below if you want a copy of that full document to go through. See you later. This episode was brought to you by The Body Reset, world leaders in health and performance coaching. If you love this episode, it would be a massive help if you just share with one person that you think would benefit. I'd also love to hear from you personally on social media or via email if I can help you personally. Until next time, remember, long-term change comes from self-compassion. And thanks for tuning in.